Hello and welcome in to the season finale of Sweet Seats. Season 2, episode 34 here. I'm Anthony Schulte, joined today by Tyler Shinevier. How we doing? How we doing? How are you? Ben Shadel and Kyle Purdy across from me. What up, though? Last night, we had a national championship, didn't we? We did. Yes, that is correct. How was that game? How was that game? It's quite boring. boring. Quite boring, yes. Yeah. San Diego State did almost make a comeback, though. 16-55, they, yes, they were up. They were, they were down by five points, and then UConn just pulled away with their excellent free-throw shooting. And, and they had a significant size yeah. advantage down low. Well, it's, it's pretty. I mean, I think, honestly, I think everyone that watches college basketball or, or at least considers them a college basketball fan uh, kind of knew what would happen last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, UConn has been unstoppable this entire tournament. They haven't really had a close game yet, in my opinion. I mean, just just the way they play basketball is unbelievable, and it, they showed it last night. What a what a game! What a what a what a performance! I should say. And you know, you kind of shown time and time again what kind of threat they are um, in the paint, and that starts with Adama Sinogo. He's been he's been a rebounding machine on the offensive and defensive side. And UConn's transitions are just unbelievable, and they showed that last night too. You know, as we as we kind of transition out of the tournament, you know, we've been watching March Madness for a while. What have been all of your guys' favorite moments from this tournament? But I know it's kind of on tournament? the spot. From just, I know this tournament, one of the best tournaments we've we've seen. Oh, I get it. And I first? mean, Shadel, there we go. I mean, so I'm a Michigan State fan. Uh, my favorite part was no, uh, the really? fact that Michigan didn't make the tournament and they lost the NIT, so I get to brag. That's not like part of the tournament. No, though. we're talking about the tournament. Not the oh, talking about the NIT. tournament. Yeah, okay, yeah, you got to yeah. give me a second to think. Then I got to think. Oh. Okay, I got to think. Um, All right, I'll get while, while everybody ahead. thinks. I'll give mine. Mine is, you know, as I like oh, that. I, I like that. I'm gonna interrupt you. I'm gonna go. Okay. Here. Um, All right. So my favorite, my favorite moment was. Um, I was with Mr. Purdy here. We were having a fun time at uh, at uh, there was a restaurant that we went to, and it was oh, a great time. Yeah. And uh, we were watching some college basketball, uh, playing some golden tea, you know, having some having some food and drinks and everything. It was a great great time. And then uh, all of a sudden, uh, we looked up at the scoreboard and we saw that Purdue lost to Fairleigh Dickinson University, the second ever 16 seed to beat a number one seed. That was my favorite moment by far in this tournament. I'm gonna go next. Um, oh, one, I loved that Fairleigh Dickinson beat Purdue. Oh, that yeah. was that was the best upset by far, not even game. close. Um, least favorite, my national champion going out day one. You know, it's fine though. <laughs> um, but San Diego State buzzer beater. Oh yeah, against oh, Creighton. That was unreal. That was great. Creighton, Creighton that was, that had against Creighton had San Diego State on the ropes all that game. That was against Florida San Diego State. Yeah, San, was it FAU? Wait, it was yeah. FAU. Wait, never mind. Yeah, FAU. I forgot about Who that. Who I loved. And yeah. San Diego State won by one against Creighton, too. San yeah, Diego did. State yeah. had a bunch yeah. of shootouts throughout the tournament. So. Um, I'll go with my favorite uh, my favorite moment. And it's kind of a collective moment. It's all of the kind of like lower seeds showing some fight That's and true, actually yeah. getting far. Well, I they're mean, in the tournament for a reason. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. And these are some of the best teams in college basketball. And seeing all the ones go down, mm-hmm. seeing all the twos go down, all the threes go down, it was fun to watch. Oh, it yeah. was fun. Even though UConn... I don't know if we consider them a blue blood now. They've been kind of a. They've had five championships in the past twenty-five years. So, so they're they're I probably consider considered blue a blue blood, blood yeah. now. But other than a blue blood winning, it was great to see a bunch of other teams get the spotlight and yeah. get to shine and like like SD uh, SDSU FAU. I mean, Fairleigh Dickinson. What a story that was! Mm-hmm. It was a great tournament for that. Tyler, what yeah. about you? Honestly, I didn't really watch that much. But I did <laughs> oh see my the god! <laughs> and um, I guess UConn winning again. Five times, uh, five sure. times, you know, like sure, yeah, it's pretty nice. All right, Ben, you wanted to say something. Well, yeah, I just, I had, I had a question for you guys because I've okay. been, I've been wondering this myself, um, for the entire tournament. 
what do you consider? Because every single year, right? Every single year, one of the biggest stories in college basketball is the Cinderella team, like the official Cinderella team of uh, of of the tournament, right? Last year was St. Peter's, right? There was a couple years before Loyola Chicago made a huge one run. I want to know what was your guys's Cinderella team like if you had to pick one would it be Florida Atlantic going I'm all the say way to FAU. the final four or would it be say, Fairleigh Dickinson beating the number one seed I would say FAU because if yeah. we think about a Cinderella run it's not yeah. just winning a game That's it's true. winning a bunch of games and getting to the final four as what were they a nine seed yeah Getting to the final four as a nine seed is a tough task I like no to, matter the I'd team. like to quickly uh, point out that I had them going to the elite eight I don't think anyone else did I just wanted to say go. that Here's, Congratulations. Here is my you. thing about a Cinderella run this like March Madness. Sure. We me, Ben and Anthony have talked about it a lot over the past like this college basketball season. The competition in Division 1 college basketball was so so close this year. Yeah. North Carolina started off the preseason AP at the, the top. Only one, yeah. Only one seed or like one preseason, ever. Preseason, yeah. Preseason number one ranked overall. And didn't they not op- even be in the top 25? Didn't they opt out of the NIT yeah. too cuz well, they yep. didn't want to play yeah. in it? Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, everything about this tournament had s- surprising like endings. Yeah. Every every region. Um, I don't think anybody expected the University of Connecticut to make it out of the West region. You know, you had Kansas in there. You had Arkansas, who was a very powerful eight seed, um, who beat Kansas. Mm-hmm. And it was UCLA. Yeah, UCLA, Gonzaga. UConn beat Gonzaga by. Gonzaga. By the, uh, the head, uh, TCU. <laughs> yeah, where's, where's Mr. Bun? I want to. Where's Where's Mr. Bun? Mr. Ryan Bun. TCU. Horn Frogs. TCU. Horn yeah. Frogs. TCU is in there. So um, uh, with with how much tournament talk we've had in the, on the podcast recently, I want to move it over to some different topics. How about some baseball? Hmm, Last yeah. night, as many people were watching the <laughs> tournament and watching a, a blowout for most of the game, Detroit. the Detroit Tigers. Won a baseball game, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Oh my and, goodness! And it was against the Houston Astros. Jack Hagerberg has given us like a. St- wow! <laughs> it is always so great upset. to beat the Houston Astros, isn't it? Cheaters. And what a game that was! I mean, you had uh, Matt Vierling. He w- he. What a four game! Five. Four, for, four five for five with a two-run home run in the eleventh inning, and he had a, a beautiful snag out in right field that saved, saved at runs, least yeah. two runs. Yeah. Which is really the difference in the game. The he Astros, won us the game. I like. He to say. did. He did. He played great. You know, I there's mean, a lot. Of, there's a lot of times where people say there's no I in team, but I mean, like if if Matt Vierling doesn't play as well as he did last night, we don't win that game. We don't. And it was a great. That, that was a that was a great acquisition in the off season. And I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Tigers can try to put together this mm-hmm. year. I mean, we saw in Tampa Bay the I'm, the failure that that was yeah. the attempt at at, at offense. Yeah. Let's just say in in a, in a whole. Three runs in an in a opening series is just pathetic. And coming into Houston against a team where everybody's like, yep, we're going to lose this game, might as well just throw it on the background. And scoring seven runs, granted it wasn't 11 innings, but scoring seven runs after only being, only being allowed three in the previous series, scoring seven in a game, it's pretty impressive given all the factors. If the Tigers – if the Tigers – play very well this season of course we've gotten off to a very bad start there's still a lot Except, of games left. i mean there is a lot of games left but wouldn't it kind of seem like a movie if the tigers did something and made a playoff run like I mean, we don't our, we don't have pieces at all is it 
isn't our base isn't our uh, our baseball reference uh, playoff predictor at like one point six percent right now? To I make don't the know. Dude, just throw us on Hollywood Boulevard if we make the playoffs. I don't really care. Throw us in a movie, Major League, do something. Like I just that. wanted I mean, to see yeah. Miggy's last season at least. That'd be cool. At least That'd be, be somewhat. It'll be scriptwriters got to be writing hard right now. You know what I mean? Exactly. Those scriptwriters got to look at the Tigers and yeah. be like, let's send Miggy to the playoffs. Well, yeah. The thing time. I the thing I have like that's kind of gone unnoticed. I don't know if you guys have noticed it. Javier Baez is at bats, although his average doesn't show it he's had very competitive at bats yes. to start off the season he had a he walk on he, opening day yeah he had a walk he hasn't been <laughs> he hasn't been swinging at many pitches outside the zone he hasn't been chasing his chaser rates low um he's just got to turn some of these contact hit pitches into hits. i mean you bring up javier baez and something that i noticed with these new rule changes which we'll get into in a moment mm-hmm. is all of the electric plays javi has been producing I've seen at least three plays where it's like I'm sitting at my team. I'm like, wow, what a play from Hobby. It makes him right? look easy. It does. And these new rule changes, the most significant are the pitch clock. Mm-hmm. It is the no shift rule. Well, teams have found a way to, you know, kind of abuse that and play their second baseman right on the line. But mm-hmm. it, the rule is working because you're seeing a lot more web gem type plays. And I know Ben's a big fan of the pitch clock. I well, the big rule change. And you know what? <laughs> I love it, and this is why. You what, love it? Well, unless whoa, I'm whoa, going to a baseball whoa, whoa. game. Hey, no, hey, no, hey, unless, no. Unless I'm going to a baseball game, because here's the thing. It keeps the game going, right? So that's my there's point. A game, there's a game that could – we played, what, a two-hour game on opening day, but yesterday's game was three hours, right? So if there's good offense, you're going to get a longer game. If it's a mm-hmm. pitcher's duel, it's not going <laughs> to be as boring. It's going to be more exciting. It's going to yep. be more pitches. And I think – I just – I like that rule. Of course, there could be some tweaks – it's a first-year rule. There's going to be changes. There's going to be improvements. But I think just from what I've seen in all the baseball games that I've, I've watched a lot recently and all the games that I've watched recently, the pitch clock has been a beneficial factor, at exactly. least in my opinion. If you were to ask me at the beginning of the preseason with everything that happened, I would say y'all are doing some straining to explaining right now. However, however, I've changed my mind. I like it. Watching the – Tigers versus Rays series and watching some of the late preseason games when players adapted to it, they actually like took it seriously. You know, Scherzer was messing around with it all preseason. Yeah. He was trying to see how he could get hitters off balance and it was working. Which brings up a good point while like we need to get some tweaks in there. Yes. Like it's not perfect. It's, it's not, not perfect no. at all. It's a first year thing. It's not perfect, but I think if they develop it, maybe change up the timing a little bit more, players are going to like it and they're going to get on board with it. Yeah. It was it was a, it was cool. You know, I was as soon as it came out, or the, at least the idea came out, I was uh, on board immediately because last season, even with the Tigers struggling, I just did not watch a single baseball game. Like, I'm being dead serious. I didn't watch one game full through um, just because I thought it was incredibly boring. You know, I mean, I'm a baseball player. I used to be a baseball player myself, I should say. We have a lot of baseball players in this class, and playing baseball is a lot of fun, right? But sitting down and watching a, ba- a baseball game is just not that interesting. We've seen this, like teams like the Savannah Bananas, right? right? They've reinvented the game of baseball. They've done a lot of great, fun things. I mean, baseball is America's pastime, so it's a, a completely different culture than other sports. You know, football and basketball, yeah. you're like you're trying to run, hit them, you know, just very physical sport. Yeah. Baseball's kind of like golf. You know, it's just relaxing. It's melodic. It's melodic. It's melodic. That's a great way to put it, Anthony. I mean, I just think that baseball could be more fun, more jazzed up a little bit, and shorter, 100%, which is why I love the, I love the pitch clock. Uh, now, what I think the pitch clock does is we saw the Tigers get absolutely demolished <coughs> against the Rays. Yep. 
but it made those games less unbearable. Yeah. And when you're watching like a team get blown out, it's not like, okay, this is going forever. We're in the fifth inning and it's been two hours, right? Yeah. It's the if the if the team's getting blown out, that means their innings are going by quicker. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, instead of sitting there for three and three, three and a half hours watching uh, the Tigers lose by ten, you're sitting there for two hours and it's like, oh, okay, the game's going by faster. Yeah. Right? It's going by a lot quicker. There's not as many breaks. I mean, there there's a lot of the challenges I feel like challenge challenges need in every sport need to be cut down in time yeah. given. Because I'm, if we can make an assessment at home and they can make an assessment on the broadcast, but another three minutes goes by when they're looking at and their professionals doing this, I mean, it's. I think that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But the pitch clock is a step in the right direction to bringing in. Because look at our generation; they're not really big baseball fans, no. right? Bringing in a new generation of baseball fans and kind of growing the game almost is. I can. I think that's what a. Uh, uh, Rod Manfred's trying to do yeah. with this, and I mean, hopefully, it plays out. Pretty. I think. I think the. I had two things to say. One, I think the pitch clock is definitely more of an advantage pitcher situation, because the pitcher can do like, although it's like a shorter time clock, the pitcher can do what he wants with it. Mm-hmm. He can do what he wants yeah. as long as he's on the mound and set before the time expires. Like he can do whatever he wants with he it. He can go fast. And Scherzer, he can go slow. Scherzer yeah. showed it. You can get right back on the mound because when a player uses. His time, he only has one time. A, a batter only has one time per at-bat. Pitcher has two. So if the batter uses his time, that pitcher can just step right back on the mound. Mm-hmm. Like, it's advantage pitcher in terms of the timing aspect. And I have another question for you guys now that we're on the topic of baseball, and it's been illustrated a lot in all levels of baseball. What do you guys think chirping, like, does for the game? I'm, g- I'm going to bring this up because I saw this in the Rays <laughs> game, and it really it, it really just set me the wrong way. Randy Rosarena, he's a great player. I love what he did in the uh, World Baseball Classic. He um, he hit a home run against the Tigers, and then he's running around the base pass. He does his little, you know, his little crossing the hands thing to his bench, which is fine. You know, you're celebrating. But then he stops before he gets to third base, looks directly at our, uh, at our dugout, and just goes like this for a solid couple seconds and runs off. My thing is that with that is, it it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, if you're running around the bases and you do it quickly. What sure, was the score when that the happened? Dude, it was, we didn't have any. It was like four nothing maybe. They, they were up. They were up a significant amount. And dude stops. It's not even like he's doing while he's running. That's different. He stopped, made eye contact with our bench, and did that. I just see that as a it sign does. of disrespect. It, I, it doesn't I, matter, but it's also a respect thing. It does. And respect has okay. Listen, res, okay. Everyone treats respect like it's this huge thing. You don't have to have respect for another team or another player in sports, right? That creates rivalries, which creates a lot of great, entertaining sports to watch. I mean, you watch football. That's a fair point. You, you're telling me right now you're watching football and you're watching those touchdown celebrations and you 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 believe that they should be fined like the NFL is doing? No. So what's different about that? Well, He's because that was targeted at our dugout and those celebrations the, the are not targeted at a specific yeah, sideline. Are. are you kidding me? I and agree. Th- there, there have been so many times where a wide receiver or something has gotten a touchdown. Like we saw okay. in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, I think it was Tyree Kill when they were playing the Buccaneers. He caught the ball and he looked back at Anton Anton Winfield, I believe, and he gave him like a little, the peace sign. Okay, that's a specific I, player. Talking, this is an I'm, entire no, team. My that question he again, dude, my they question, do it all the time to each other. It's no, a, it's my a question fun was about thing. you. Got to let them have fun. You can't. A lot of sports are the fun. Black the a fun lot in it. The fun in it is when he celebrates with his team and then he goes back to the double you can dugout talk trash, and cook. My question. My question, Ben. Like, I like your point about, like, football and stuff. My question was about baseball. Tyler, you play hockey. You know that hockey is a very physical oh, yeah. and violent sport. You can <laughs> chirp in hockey because you're going to be hitting the same guy 
all game. You're going to be hitting people. It's physical. It's violent. Baseball, like we just said, it's melodic. Yeah, do you see? You can, that's true. You can, you can say... You can say what you want, and you can ch- like you can chirp, and you can be loud at any level. Don't direct it directly is, at a dugout yeah. or directly at the other. This team. is what I'm going to say. That. Ben, you said earlier that that we kind of agreed baseball is like a melodic sport. You you compared yep. it to something like golf. Yeah. In golf, do you see Tiger Ro- Woods going up to Roy McIlroy? <laughs> I see doing, Happy doing Gilmore this? doing something like that. Okay, well that's <laughs> Happy Gilmore. If there's a rivalry I'm about on on the tour, do you see golf golfers uh, going up to other golfers? And taunting. No, I do not. You're okay. not. You're not going to stop Amir Garrett and Javier Baez from talking to each no, other. No, Amir Garrett is not, on the not, Royals. Not, no, so is Chapman. I like the Royals bullpen, by the way. It looks pretty good yeah, so far. Chapman, yeah. Amir Garrett, um, Amir Garrett and Javier Baez have had like a three-year rivalry with each other. They hate each other. One hundred percent hate yeah. each other. And Baez and Garrett showed it. They're in the same division. I'm not again. mad at players doing it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. The only reason why I'm upset is when when players do it to each other, and it's like. A personal kind of like little taunt. It's whatever. fun. It makes it that fun. That makes it exactly, fun. Yeah. But when you stop on your home run trot, stop, make eye contact, and do something that is, and it didn't look like that was just playing around. He looked at us and he went like this to show us up. Okay, chirp, okay. but don't be ridiculous. Like exactly. Don't be ridiculous. Don't be I like overboard. It. Don't go I like overboard, it. especially I like in it. baseball. I like it. Let me ask you a question, then, Anthony. What okay. would you have done if you're the MLB in that situation? Would you Nothing. have find them? No, you don't Nothing. do anything. It's not like Anthony well, Rondon when when you, you go into the and you fight a fan. It's nothing like that, right? <laughs> that was it's, hilarious. That was that hilarious. Was so he got funny. four games oh for him, but that God. was hilarious. It's it's nothing like that. That's not. That, I'm not finding or suspending. I'm just saying it's just a sign of of, of respect, especially like okay, in baseball. If yes, it was, I agree. If it was a walk off in the 15th inning, and like it's Bati, been a, like that Jose Bautista unbelievable yeah. home run. Yeah. Then you know what? I don't really have a big problem with it. You were up against the Tigers, who are considered one of the worst teams in the MLB, dude. I need to like, trade team as cool. And you're up by who, and you're up by a significant amount in what the fifth inning? Like, just it, there's overboard. Don't there's a right overboard. time and a right there's place. There's a right time that's and a right place. But I guess that's true. Yeah. I think I think something like and the players are kind of right too. The players are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to go out and play baseball 162 and have fun. 162 times a year, have fun. Yeah. They're getting paid millions of dollars, and Randy Rosarena is a very cocky player. We he know is. that he's yes, an he extremely is. cocky player. But Which I love. In, Ra- in Randy Rosarena's head, I'm getting paid millions of dollars. I can go out there and do whatever I want. If I want to look yeah. at the dugout and go like this, I'm going to look at the dugout yeah. and do that. So, I don't think it's that. What I, mean, I like, but I, kind I don't of, think it's that. Like, I kind of agree with it, though. I agree, was, but I don't think that's what he's thinking. I think he's thinking, I'm I'm confident. I just hit a home run. I'm going to do this. It's all a mindset thing. Yeah. Baseball, it's his mindset. Yeah, yeah. Baseball, in, if like every sport and everything, obviously, in life is very mental, right? But when I say baseball is like all mental like you could have the most talent in the world but if you go up to the if you go up to the batter's box thinking you're going to strike out you're never going to succeed yep like you 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 have to you have to have confidence in yourself because it's all mental and i mean that's that's what we've seen in rainy rosarino with that with that uh gesture right there but i mean i just i i agree with what you're saying anthony it's a completely different culture like we talked about before if it's in football or basketball that's different yeah but it's baseball i i understand that i mean we've seen Sometimes on social media or stuff, you've seen players, they, they're mic'd up or something, they're chirping at umpires, they're chirping at uh, coaches and players and stuff, and that makes the game fun, but I understand what you're saying. I did like when he went to the dugout and was just casually eating a cookie. 
Like oh. that Randy Rose oh, yeah. right after that, he went to the dugout, casually ate a cookie. I just thought that was funny. I think like that's gonna, having fun. I think you're gonna see a lot more of that because baseball. A lot more personality. They're trying to yes. make it fun. Yes. They're trying to make it fun. You're gonna see cookies. You're gonna see mm-hmm. freaking hungry Howie's crazy bread in there. I don't really care what they put. I in there. do want to mention. I do want to mention that today is opening day for the Lake Orion Varsity baseball team, and our very own it's Kyle pretty. Purdy, our very own Jack Hagerberg, and Carson Russell's also in. The organization, no. I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. He's in. He's, he's in, in the, the program. Wow. I like. It's him. opening day for Lake Orion baseball. Make sure to come out to if the ballpark play. if if if, if they, they play. play. Yeah. First pitch slated for four o'clock. Hopefully, it's the Hopefully, hopefully we can we can snag a W. We'll give Good some updates tonight. along the way. We'll give, we we'll give some updates along the way. I want to quickly touch on right before we uh, sign off for the final time this season. I do want to touch on the NFL draft, NBA draft, just some some quick draft talk mm, okay. for the Lions and the Pistons. You know, some some <laughs> some local teams. Um, I want to get everybody's number one want for both teams. Hmm. Purdy, let's start with you. Hmm. Just go okay. Pistons first, because Pistons uh, is going to be Pistons, obvious. I want Wemby. Okay, it's here's a challenge. So what if Wemby's not? What if we get two or three? Let's say we let's say we get picked three because he's answering this. I'm not right. Let's everybody because we, we talked about this before. We did, but we, we did didn't talk about, about this it the other on night. Sweet I'm like Tyler I mean, with March Madness. I don't really watch basketball anymore, yeah. but I guess Scoot. NBA is different. Scoot, you want you want no yeah. no heck no uh uh-uh. uh no 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 no. What about Brandon Miller? The trade the pick, not the player. No 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 okay no no I. Go ben, go ahead. Ben, you guys, you know talked, what I want? You guys have talked so much. I'm, and I'm no, say, stop. No, I'm you guys have hated on Scoot all. No, like, I'm all not. Year. I'm not hating on Scoot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When did I hate on Scoot? I have never hated on Scoot. I'm just saying that the Pistons don't need another guard. We already have guards. You keep saying no, 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 no. How about yes? How about let's get Scoot Henderson is going to be a generational player. He's going to be a superstar. Put him on the Pistons. Hold on. The Pistons already have enough dynamic guard play. Thank you. We do. You know what we need? We need forward play. We need wing play. We need. We don't need any centers. Wemby can play the four. Brandon Miller can play the three. Give me or even Amin Thompson. I love. I'm I'm done. I want oh, NFL too. Well, no, I I just want to say something about the Pistons. All right, say uh, Anthony, you can't talk about you can't say anything because we talked about this before. But um, <laughs> I think there's a certain like if you get the number two pick, right? You need a bit, right? Anthony should know where I'm going with this because we talked about this the other night. Oh my if, gosh! If you need you you need a big, right? You, you have the, the, you the need, maturity you need, of a two year old. <laughs> you need a guy that's maybe seven four that played on a certain Big Ten basketball team. That uh, lost to a certain 16 seed. I'm talking about Zach Eady, number two. No, I'm just kidding. I, that was that was just a joke. That that, that was, was your funny. that was that was it your was attempt at being funny today. Well, I I think it was funny. I I probably I don't know. Hey, you got everybody laughing over here. All right, I'll give mine. Of course, I want Wemby. If we don't get Wemby, I kind of already said it. Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller. I love yeah. Brandon Miller as a prospect. Yeah. Amon Thompson, I love Amon Thompson as a prospect. If we fall down to four or five, and I mean, if Scoot's there, I kind of I kind of agree with Ben. Trade the the pick, not the player. Yeah. And maybe get a nice haul. Um, Tyler, what are you um, thinking about the Pistons? And we'll quickly get a rapid fire for the Lions. Once again, don't watch basketball, but I'm going to go with you, Wemby. Wemby, Wemby. All right, Lions, people, Lions. Go, Purdy, uh, go first. Purdy I'll, will I'll start with you. The more, the more and more that like these um, new drafts have come out, I either I want two players. I either want Jalen Carter in no. terms of defensive line, no. or I want Witherspoon. Witherspoon. I want wi- swear, I want Witherspoon. So you're not even Illinois. thinking about Dude. Will Anderson. You have we the, don't you have the, you have the package to our up. needs okay our needs are like <laughs> our needs are corners you don't need, we a, need corner. a corner you have three corners you signed three of them in oh my god 
Kyle, I understand you, you can never have enough corner. corner. You can never have that. enough corners. I understand and that. Our corners no have not been line. able to stay healthy. And the thing is, just got three if, from free if, agency if, who say, are unbelievable. Say one of our, say one of our You're a Steelers fan. I don't want to hear from you. You got say Kim Sutton, former Steeler. You got Emmanuel Mosley, and you got C.J. Say one of our former, one of our other defensive backs get hurt. We can slide one of. We have talented corners. They can slide over. They could slide over. To another position and fill in that position. But Witherspoon with is so good. No, take him with I Big like Gonzalez. I like, I like Gonzalez. Gonzalez better. I like Gonzalez better. If, as well. if Gonzalez is available at six, I, I guess mean, if Keely Ringo's there too. I no, mean, I guess no, that's, like, that's a reach. No, no, Ringo, you can get at eighteen. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're talking yeah. about six. Yeah, yeah. We're right. talking well, about six. Yeah, exactly. All right, quickly. I think I think, can I say my opinion first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Detroit needs to go out and get a playmaker here because this is going to be like their final piece. Like you say an offensive player, the, I swear. No, 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 no. No, you, not you offense. Got to be defense. He's going to say you Will have, Anderson. Yeah, yes. Will an, trade right, up for Will Anderson. You need a final infinity zone to finish that infinity gauntlet right there, if, I, yeah. if that analogy works. You have pick six and 18. You have, In my opinion, you have to look to trade up with a team like the Arizona Cardinals at three yeah. and draft Will Anderson. In my opinion, there is no way that you should ever look at Jalen Carter with his pe- with what's happened in the past six months. Yeah, help the kids. What's happened help in out. I really like with his character, with his uh, show out at the at uh, uh, the combine and his pro day and stuff. Just the disaster that's happened with Jalen Carter. I don't think there's any way you can look at Jalen Carter in terms of pick six. I got I got I really like that. I like trading up and being like, aggressive yeah. and getting Will Anderson. Like if Brian Brise, if you want a defensive sorry for cutting you off. If you want there a you defensive go. lineman, go eighteen at Brian Brise. He he'll probably this, be there. This is what I'll say at six. If we stay at six, I want Gonzalez out of Oregon. I want I, I want that, him. Once again, I don't he's he's you can never have enough corners. If one of our corners don't develop sure. or they're not great next season, there's a, we can imagine Christian Gonzalez in that uh. cornerback group. He would be learning from some great players. He wouldn't be playing, Anthony. Yes, he would. No, he wouldn't. We'd, you have Gonzalez over Gardner Johnson and Sutton. Gardner Johnson's not a corner. Real quick. He can be, he, he, Anthony. He can play He's not corner. You have him at Go safety? Ahead. Real quick. I have a question. Yes, that's his position. I have a question for all of you guys. Who do you think, after pro days and after um, combines, who is the downright best quarterback in the draft? Oh, God. Oh, this is a... Who do I think is going to go number one? Or who do I no, think who do you think is the, think best the best quarterback? God, that, that's toughy. I just I, I, I don't want to say anyone, it. I, if anyone says Will Davis, you can you no, can walk no, no. out of the room. I don't want to say it, but it's CJ. Dude, please say CJ Stroud. Please say CJ Stroud. I've been saying it if all we're looking winter, at, I'm looking, I'm looking at, I completely forgot about Richardson. I would agree with Richardson, no. but if I'm looking at. Yes. Richardson, no. The combine numbers were insane. But if if I'm looking at if I'm looking at between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, I'm looking at CJ Stroud strictly because of his size compared to Bryce Young. Bryce Young's gonna struggle with his lack of size. We've well, seen is. other quarterbacks like Kyler Murray and Drew Brees. How's, Ky- how's Kyler Murray doing? Ben. How's Drew Brees doing? He He's retired and okay. He won okay. a Super Bowl. Ben, yeah, it was ben, okay. stop. What does Anthony Richardson not have? What does he not have? I would like you to okay. hear you answer. That's the question. a great question. That's a great question. What I does like he that. not have? I like that. But can, can we comp- can can you give me a comparison right now to a former NFL player for him? Former? No, right now. Or right now. Josh Allen, one hundred percent. Josh Allen. See, that's that's good, but I don't think he has. I don't. Think Anthony Richardson. What is he? Six five. I, I really he's like two forty. Really like Anthony. I like, really I like, quick. I like Anthony His arm strength is out of no this world. He he's got he's got the best of both worlds when it comes to NFL quarterbacks nowadays. He can throw the ball and he can run. 
He could throw the ball and he can run. And his Most accuracy players, was amazing. I mean, you see, you see a, a, a quarterback that can only run in his subpar. Oh, he's a running back. Justin Fields, for example. Lamar Jackson back a couple years mm-hmm. ago. He's a running back. He's a running back. If your quarterback can be a running back and a quarterback, imagine how lethal that'll be for your offense. I mean, it's going to take him a couple years to probably get to the level that a top five pick would be at. Just because you know he's got to he's got to adjust. I feel like he's gonna be a player that's gonna take a while to adjust. Yeah. But I feel like, and I'm not saying I want the Lions to pick him, but I feel like a top five <laughs> pick. I don't. I don't. I'm no, not. I've just I just had a thought. I think he, I agree. I think he's a franchise player for some teams. He's gonna he develop into one. Yeah. He's not gonna we'll automatically see. be one. He is a he is a player that a team with, with a quarterback right now they could. I don't. I don't want the Lions to pick him, but the Lions are in the situation where if they take Richardson, the it'll be perfect. Richardson, Get him a playbook laugh. that works in his laugh. favor and develop that playbook to Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson needs to be behind an elite quarterback to start his career, and I that's agree. what I'm. And you know what? That's where everybody's like, "Oh, he'd be great on the Lions." Yes, it would be a great pick for the Lions if we no. didn't need defense so bad and we didn't have Jared Goff. It's very true. Huh. Which is that's where that's where if the situation take, comes in. If you didn't plan on taking someone in the later rounds like Hendon Hooker, yeah. Yeah. you said for I don't know three. I really like Hendon Hooker in the later rounds. Yeah. All right, Tyler, we're gonna go quickly to you. Who do you think? Who do you want the Lions to pick at six? Just shout you know, out a name. Hmm. Just shout out a name. You know what? I'm gonna go with hockey here. You know what? Really fast hockey. Me. Do it. For Do me. it. Go. Later. Go. Connor Red Bedard, Wings. Okay. Best. Best is Connor Bedard. Uh, except for, I mean, Calgary was looking at him. but Bedsy. Yeah, Connor Bedard. What? For, All right. For the, hey, he's we've been doing all Detroit, Detroit yeah. stuff. We're doing, yeah. we're doing, we're doing, we want to talk real hockey. He's a hockey guy. I, agree. I want Connor Bedard yep, so I'm bad. I'm a hockey guy, so, you know, got to go with Connor Bedard here. That's a great pick. All right. Bedsy. So, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this final episode of the season two of Sweet Seats. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to our podcast all year this long. Is sad, man. We're going to be back next year. You ben Shadows going to be back. I'm not going to be back. This is my final episode. Be it's senior. been a pleasure hosting these episodes. I'm not, I'm not going to be a super, super senior. senior. Thank you for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. I've been Anthony Schulte with Tyler Shinevere, Ben Shadel, Kyle Purdy. Have a good one, folks.